Welcome to the Voyage LA podcast, where we interview the brightest and most inspiring entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives from in and around the LA area. Our host, Madison, is hosting a panel with a few of our content partners, and content partners help Voyage in so many ways, from sponsoring our mission, spreading the word about the work that we do, and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison. Hi, everyone. My name is Madison. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of our Voyage podcast, talking about how architectural and interior designers help their clients. This is something we've talked about a few times on the podcast before, and I'm always very intrigued by this career path because I know nothing about it whatsoever. So I think it's so interesting, the whole interior design space and people hiring you, whether that is for their home or a short-term rental or more of a corporate setting. Uh, I'm just very interested to learn more about each of you and what you all have to say. So let's dive right in with some introductions. Hey, everyone. Uh, My name is Ashley Miranda. I am a commercial and residential interior designer with AYM Interiors, Um, and I just started my business last year. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. And hi everyone, I'm Phoebe Rose. My business is Brush Up Your Space. Um, And basically we brand and design spaces in the short-term rental, hospitality, and student housing markets. Hi everyone, I'm Micaiah Fletcher, owner at Micaiah Fletcher Designs um, and Matter in Mind. Um, I do architectural design, residential, um, interiors, as-builds, remodels, um, and I've been freelancing for six years, yeah. Sweet. Lots of common themes and and interests already. I'm excited to learn more about your entrepreneurial journeys. Do you feel like you each were called to a career in this industry? Have you always wanted to work in interior design work? What has that journey looked like for each of you? Yeah, um, Makaya here. Um, I actually didn't really know what I wanted to do graduating high school. And my uncle had already built his own homes and his own furniture, kind of like in the DNA. So I just kind of went for it and then, you know, almost, you know, didn't finish the program and whatnot, but it just keep coming back that theme, that desire to practice. So I'm still here doing it and having fun. So, yeah. Um, For me, I grew up loving art and I was always an artist and my dad was in construction. And so not really knowing much about the field of architecture, when it came down to picking majors for college, I just simply kind of put those two together and said, "Okay, let's go to architecture school, which was its own intense thing. Um, But I survived it. And um, I've been kind of in and out of the field. I started in property management. And so that's why I'm kind of in the, the markets that I'm in now. And so now I've just really over time through gaining experience in graphic design and branding with my architecture background, I kind of just put everything together Mm. um, and to create the business that I have today. But that took about, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 11 years, so it's taken a while to kind of cultivate and create the business that um, that I have now today. Yeah, it takes a minute to find your niche, but um, I always wanted to be uh, an interior designer and I kind of forgot about that. Someone told me when I was young, like, oh, there's no money in interior design. I kind of forgot about that. I got a job in the corporate field, um, but I always wanted to be uh, a business owner. And it basically stemmed from my issue with authority, which (laughs) no one really puts puts that to me, but... Yeah, I really did have an issue with authority. 
And so I put the two together and I was like, why not just go out on my own, do interior design. And if I fall flat on my face, I'll still be young enough to pivot again if need be. But so far, so good. And I look forward to what's in the future. Yeah, definitely. So in transitioning to talk a little bit more about your process with your clients, how do you approach the initial consultation? What are some key questions you ask your clients to understand their needs, preferences, or lifestyle? And how do you ensure that that style is reflected in the final work? So for architectural design specifically, obviously you have the budget, the timeline, all of those logistical questions. Um, And a very important one is, you know, the concept like, uh, are we going Spanish mid-century? What is this? You know, Um, really narrowing down what they want and then maybe providing some renderings to just confirm that is the route we're going. And then even deeper things such as um, where do you want to, when you wake up, where do you want the light to hit? Do you want it to hit your face on the bed or, you know, those moments in your space? Um, Fifi here. And mine, I feel like is a little bit different because I have to also, I work with answering to the client, but I also work to do whoever the end user is. And sometimes that varies as well. Yeah. Um, again, I work with students. I work with church rentals. You have guests coming from different places. So it depends the location of that place um, or multifamily, you know, depending their target audience. So basically probably the first question is like, who's going to be the end user of this space is very yeah. important. Um, but I think I have the luxury of maybe um, it not being so particular on a certain person's style. There's more flexibility, yeah. but it is kind of narrowing down what style do you want? Or um, and this is where we implement a brand into these spaces is kind of like, what do you want it to evoke? Is there a theme? Is there something fun we can do? Um, so just really exploring all the potential of the space that it can be. Um, And then it usually it's within a space that is getting renovated. So I don't do anything new construction or starting from scratch. So you have some parameters there within the space itself to be like, what can we actually do? Uh, You know, going with the budget, like how far can we push this or um, are we sticking to pretty much, you know, um, paint or in some minor cosmetic stuff? So yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, just, you got to really figure out what it is that they really want to aim for, for the end result. And if you can do that within their budget. Yeah. (laughs) seems like that's a a big question in in this industry, for sure. Definitely. 100%. I think actually here, um, I also think that, you know, you keep the end user in mind, like who's going to be living in this space? What is their, what are their preferences? What what are their lifestyle preferences? What are their visual preferences? But it really is for a designer embracing collaboration. I think um, oftentimes as designers, sometimes we can be so attached to, you know, our vision, but at the end of the day, it's not our space. Yeah. You know, so it really is drawing out the, the authenticity out of your clients and seeing how can we collaborate and how can we align and how can I get you to your end goal? I would, yeah, I would agree with the teamwork. Um, I've done project management or residential construction out here in Palm Springs. And sometimes I'm working with another designer and then the builder and then everyone. So I have to like bring everyone together and just get, you know, get the mission accomplished. Yeah. 
100 percent yeah definitely agree it's more of a collaboration than kind of being you know into your own personal design taste yeah because i imagine you have projects that clients come to you for and you personally think oh i would never have that in my own home or <laughs> oh every this, time yeah this is not me whatsoever i mean i i'm i'm in my yeah. room right now and if you could see it it's like pink and everything's thrifted and if the walls are covered in vinyl records and it's it's definitely not for everyone <laughs> but everyone's got their own unique taste like I, I don't really know what mid-century modern is, but like that sounds cool. And maybe one day my house will be like that. But for now, it's going to be some prints from Etsy, I guess. <laughs> that was in the budget. <laughs> basically, it, basically, it's just organic shapes is yeah. what characterizes mid-century. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any organic shapes in here. <laughs> Spheres, cubes, yes. triangles. Okay, noted. Well, I when I'm ready for that, I know exactly who I can hire. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's also like really getting back to like what is authentic to me because we have yeah. Pinterest, we have Instagram, we have all these things that are thrown at our face every single day. And it's like, what do I actually really like? It can yeah. feel like really unfamiliar to you. Yeah. So I think, you know, our jobs as designers is really to help our clients get back into alignment with themselves. For sure. Definitely. In what ways have you each been able to use new technologies or tools to better serve your clients and make your design process easier? Um, I'll go. Um, so I've used the program Autodesk Revit. Um, it's like a 3D modeling program um, for homes, interiors for over 12 years. And I teach the program in AutoCAD. And that is a powerful tool because you can draw up the floor plan of the space. Um, you can show them diagrams of that. You can show them renderings easily all from one program wow. um, that can confirm like, no, this is not where I want this, you know, light, or this is, uh, I don't like this view. So you can kind of in incorporate Photoshop too with all of that, you know, putting in the landscape in with their project and they can see exactly what they're going to see at that very moment. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, similarly, I work in like a 3D, so I would, Auto, AutoCAD is definitely in there. Um, and then I use uh, Google SketchUp for my 3D. Um, you kind of, I feel like sometimes you kind of just stick to a software and you kind of get to know it a little better. And, you know, you kind of like stay, I've learned Revit a little bit, but then when you stop using it, you kind of forget. So, so far I've stick, in, stick to SketchUp, but I do feel like the clients love to see things um, as realistic as possible. And so going from 2D to 3D has been very helpful for my clients to see a space um, and to kind of see what it's going to look like and to be able to play with it and change things up easily, I think has been very important. Um, and then on the branding side, I use a lot of the Adobe Creative Suite to get um, things across in final production. Um, so, I mean, technology is super important. I think this whole industry revolves kind of around the advances in that. Yeah. Um, to be able to just design it and then, you know, express it to the clients. For sure. Totally, Ashley here. Um, I think our industry is like constantly evolving as far as technology is concerned. 
um, now there's like even VR that you can drop your rendering into and a client can see their space and like move around in their space. It's so wild. It's so cool because our clients at the end of the day are hiring us because they need that vision. Like we're able to envision a space and we're just helping them get closer and closer to their vision. Um, but I do embrace, you know, AutoCAD to do floor plans and I do chief architect for renderings. Um, I haven't yet dipped into the VR space. I need to make cut out some time to uh, learn about that and how I can incorporate that into my designs. But um, I think it's really important in um, the consultations or maybe not in the consultations but afterwards to um, incorporate the visual aspect of what a space will look like. And I think even, um, you know, in a consultation, I use, uh, you know, a collaboration of tape measure and uh, a laser measure, which like measures the distance between walls and clients are always like, oh my God, like, I didn't even know that that existed. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, it makes life so much easier. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> so we, yeah. oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to add, yeah, there's a lot of tools evolving, especially on the iPhone and iPad. You can measure something with your lighter on your iPad now, and that also saves right. you time as a designer. But yeah, it's a lot of things evolving right now. Wow. <laughs> so we've, we've been talking about AI quite a bit on the podcast. That's the hot topic in the news these days. Have any of you used artificial intelligence to help with any aspect of your job? What does that look like? Well, I would say I've used it for fun, but okay. <laughs> I have used it to start for architecture. And it's pretty wild how it will come up with concepts for you. Um, I'm just making some art prints right now, but it's in the theme of like some of the structures that it makes within that. Mm. Um it's pretty profound how quickly it can give you an idea yeah. and kind of, you know, even maybe taking away that process from, you know, us being needed for that. Maybe, I don't know. That's, that's a pretty crazy thought, but nothing yeah. can replace that human touch that you all. <laughs> no, correct. No, I, yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, I've used it too. Like, well, I use more chat GBT for um, kind of some brainstorming, like in the branding space, like to come up with names, so naming buildings is a thing. And I'm a visual person. I'm not a words person. I don't know if, if that, that is similar for many. So when it comes yes. to writing things out um, and yeah, it's, that's where my trouble is. So this, this, using this technology has helped me just kind of like, you know, craft certain writings or stuff about my business that I kind of just needed some, you know, ideas through or just framing certain ideas yeah. uh, in, in verbiage is kind of how I started to play with it. Um, I haven't yet gone into the the more visual imagery stuff yet. Um, but I do feel, I mean, there is a lot like people are afraid of with it and like the creative um, industry of it taking over. But I don't think like when we go back to working with clients and talking to clients, like it can't do that. It can't right. take pulled information you need from your client and translate that at you know in in the human the way we do it yeah. so I think there's always going to be a need for um every each unique designer and their intake and collaboration with all of that for sure right I've also dabbled in like chat GPT for like blog posts and things like that and some of the visual stuff I've played around with I haven't really used it as far as 
you know, helping me design something. Um, I think it's a game changer for, um, you know, just the average person that wants, you know, a design for their home, you know, but as far as, you know, if you want to do custom or, you know, you really have a certain look in mind that you're trying to achieve. I think that there's no other way than through a professional in the industry that can kind of guide you through um, how to do that and how to achieve that. And also we're just like fun people. I think we make the process a lot easier. Um, We're fun to talk to, you know, we are, you know, the middleman between, you know, the contractors and the installers. So it just makes clients' lives so much easier to have a designer on their side and really advocating for them. Yeah. And, and having a friend in the process too, I think seems so important. It's kind of vulnerable. You're helping someone create a space that they, like this may be the home they live in for the rest of their life or a place that they're staying while they're, you know, on a short-term rental or, or student housing or staying on a vacation. Um, people's spaces are are sacred to them. And you have that sort of like intimate connection because you're creating a space that will be memorable for them in many different aspects. So yeah, I agree. I think AI is, is cool as used in moderation as a tool maybe to help you when you get stuck with with writing or um, crafting names or things but it really will never replace that human touch that's so authentic that that we all need we need that especially in this industry well my next question um, we talked a little bit about how budgets are are definitely you know top of mind for each of you every project comes with its own set of constraints whether that's budgets or tight deadlines or space restrictions or um, working like with legal stuff how do you navigate these challenges while still delivering a really high quality design to your clients I imagine um, Makai. <laughs> yeah Makaya here um Yeah, I would say I learned the most balance with project management because in that, like you had mentioned before, the having a friend, the human touch, the communication is kind of the balancing factor in all of it. Um, Things may be not going the way you want them to or changes and changes, but communication and the empathy, that personal connection is really going to help balance it all. Um, yeah, Fifi here. I would say like, it, I mean, it is challenging, but it's good to get all like we were talking about earlier, like what information do you need before a job? Um, so just getting knowing what all those parameters are is very important, um, particularly for me when I work in the student housing market, there's definitely um, strict deadlines. So one important one that's coming up th- right now is August. Um, students move in. So you have to have a project done by that time. <laughs> And so organization goes a long way in communication, making sure the owner can make decisions, make sure the contractor is kind of, you know, we're on schedule and they have what they need from me to kind of keep the project moving. So it's definitely been a huge learning curve. And that one, use going into the student housing market, I feel like because of its timelines and its constraints, they have certain budgets because it's not going to be this luxury space. So there is budgets they're trying to hit. It's taught me a lot on that area and how to then do that with other things um and sometimes though it's kind of a bummer when you do design something that you have like a certain finish in mind and then they're like you know well that's not in the budget so we're just going to put this in 
And so it's hard not to get like so attached to certain design decisions because a budget will change everything. And then they go and put something in and you're like, well, all right, <laughs> well, maybe take a picture of that corner. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think 101 things happen from, you know, the consultation to execution. And I think it's important to just be flexible and really embrace you know, like I said, the collaboration aspect of things and really communicate, you know, with everyone really, you know, uh, important aspects and be flexible on the things that maybe aren't as important. Um, because I I feel like even, you know, when there is a revision, I feel like the best designs or the best of my designs at least have come out of that second go, go around. Because now I know the client a little bit better. Yeah. Now I know how to better navigate getting them to their goal. So I think it really is just embracing flexibility um, and collaboration. Sounds like you all have to be really adaptable and and flexible in this industry. Yes. It takes a village to do what we do. (laughs) Yeah, I I bet. I bet. Well, my final question before we wrap up for today, I would love to just know what's next for each of you in the rest of 2023. What cool projects are you working on? Any exciting business endeavors? Tell me more. Okay, Makai, here I'll go. Um, so uh, currently, I've, well, I've been designing my own house for three years. Um, it's going to be a 3D printed house. Um, so um excited about doing and project managing that. Um, also, I recently, two months ago, launched my uh, store, Matter in Mind, uh, meaning uh being mindful of the materials that we're using uh, for home furnishings um making sure that if you want to switch out your decor and you throw it away that it can be compostable so that is my goal for that um new endeavor um yeah that's awesome um so uh, my major things is i do have um so my business started actually with focusing more on the branding Um, side of properties. And within the last year, I've kind of pivoted and positioned to do more um, interior design and architecture. So for Mm -hmm. this year, um, I've kind of taken on two really big interior design projects for student housing around USC. So again, going back to those tight deadlines, I have one coming up um, this August and one in January. So I'm very excited to see these projects through. Um, It's kind of like my full um, take on, you know, brand implementation and into the interior design space itself. So I'm very excited about those projects this year. That's amazing. I am starting to dabble a little bit more into commercial design, which I am really enjoying. I have two commercial projects right now that will wrap up hopefully in the next few months. Um, but I think it's really awesome to help people visually articulate their brand um, in a way that's not just, you know, putting their logo on the wall and really creating that feeling in a space and an experience for their end user and their, you know, their clients. So I'm really excited about that. That's wonderful. Well, lots of big things happening in the next few months for each of you. I'm very, very excited to see pictures of all these new projects and I wish you all the best on your future business endeavors. Thank you, Madison. Thank you. Everyone.